Hello and welcome to the Daily Nugget. I'm Mike Conan and this is today's Daily Nugget. We're talking about the character of God and uh, one of those moments that uh, sometimes God gives you when you are um, walking with him, listening to his voice, all those things happen this weekend. Um, we went to a Saturday night service, Sunday morning service, and both of them had a similar topic. Um, very interesting. Uh, they were talking about the wrath of God or the anger of God and as we continue to talk about the character of God, one of the things that I've kind of put forward is one of God's characteristics is that he is holy. And part of being holy is not just being the best. It's not just being the chiefest. It's also wanting everyone else to uh, experience that as well. It's also, I think one could put this under the category of goodness too. Uh, when we see a lack of goodness, the response uh, is wrath. Uh, when we see a, a lack um, of integrity, a, a lack of justice, the response is wrath. And you've heard me say before that the cause of all anger is perceived injustice. Now, in God's case, you've heard me say this before too, it's not perceived injustice, it's actual injustice. In other words, good is not rewarded with good, uh, and evil is not rewarded with evil. Uh, evil is not rewarded with punishment and good is not rewarded with blessings would be another way to look at it. Um, maybe a better way to look at it even. Uh, so if we think of justice in its perfect form is if you do good, good things happen. You receive blessings. If you do evil, then you receive uh, discipline, curses, or what we would say is bad. Okay. Now, God is an angry God. People don't like to hear that because... Um, when we think of angry people, we think of people who've been hurt, who've been wounded, who cannot control their emotions, who are weak, uh, who are hurt other people. And um, in our, you know, saying family, we have a saying, hurting people hurt people. And so when we're experiencing somebody's anger, we almost always assume that that anger comes from a place of hurt and pain. And that it sometimes is misdirected towards the wrong people and the wrong. Uh, is for instance, if someone's being hurt in a place that they cannot express their anger, uh, then they may take it out on somebody else. You know, we've all heard of this before. Transference is what it's called. Uh, so if you're around somebody who reminds you of somebody, then you may get angry with them for no reason. If you've never had a chance to work through your other anger, or if that just is part of how it is as a pastor, one of the things I learned is people, when they're angry with God, they'll be angry with you. If they're distant from God, they'll be distant from you. If they're close with God, they'll often be close with you. Um, now, if you're not close with God, then they may not draw near to you. But there's something that's a perfect parallel here with how we interact with God and how we experience God. Now, having said all that, God's anger is perfect. He has a perfect anger, and he's angry over a few things. And like I said, the biggest thing is injustice. Uh, when evil happens, uh, it makes him angry. And when good, goodness is punished or in evil attacks innocence and goodness, it makes him angry. Um, it's a, a natural byproduct of what we would call an, an incongruence in the world. Okay, and injustice in the world. And this is the rooting of all of God's anger. Now, you and I 
we are, and the Bible says, uh, called to express this same outrage over sin and over injustice in the world. Uh, now, I chose the word outrage, and it probably was a poor choice of words, frankly, but uh we are to have emotion that is connected when we see injustice, when we see pain, when we see suffering that is of innocent kind, not pain and suffering because somebody made bad choices and consequences, but innocent suffering. And especially when evil comes along the path of goodness, it should make us angry. Uh, when you hear about people who are living in a town right now in Israel who are being bombed um, and Maybe on the other side, I have no idea of the wall there, and you're, you're looking at, well, maybe the people in Gaza are the problem, you know, or, or maybe the Israelites are hurting the people in Gaza, whatever the case might be, and I'm no expert at it all. Um, there's a lot going on there right now that is making a lot of people very, very angry. And what's making them angry is the injustice that they see. Hey, we weren't doing anything, and all of a sudden you attacked us. Uh, it might be both sides saying that. And you and I, uh, that is what we call a righteous anger. And we are called to be people who are emotional. We're called to be people who express the anger in an appropriate way. Uh, one of the popular trainings right now is to not be ang- not be angry. And uh, Jesus does say that there's some boundaries around anger. For instance, you can't think to the point where you're going to kill your brother uh, or else you might as well murdered him. That's that's the line for anger and how much you can have against somebody. You also have a boundary around how you're to express that anger, and you're not supposed to take vengeance. That's the Lord's job. You also have a boundary around how long you're allowed that anger to last. So the Bible gives you boundaries for anger, and that's to be, you know, when the sun sets or when the day's over, you got to move on. Um, having said that, all of that, uh, as Christians, one of the charges that we get is that we are angry people. And I just want to say, um, yes, we are at times angry people. So when you're doing injustice, when you're doing evil, uh, when you're going against what God would have for this world and you're rewarding evil with goodness or you're saying evil is good, uh, you're going to see Christians get upset especially people who walk with the Lord and who are close with the Lord, you're going to see them get upset. Now, they also will fully realize that there's grace involved, that we're all broken. And so you'll see a humility side by side with that anger and a grace side by side with that anger. But you will see that anger. Uh, And again, uh, some of these are from these sermons, the ideas here, but also just thoughts of my own uh, intermixed in here. All that to say, in your anger, do not sin. And do not let the sun go down on your anger. Uh, and in the case of Jesus, we see him getting very, very angry in the temple. And he clears it out, but he's got a clear enough mind that he could sit down and teach everyone afterwards. Uh, and so even in his anger, he wasn't to the point where he couldn't do what he was called to do. And he didn't do it in a reasonable way, and in a, in a non-angry presence with the people who needed him in that moment. He's able to figure out who to be angry at get the anger directed in the right direction so it could bring correction. Uh, and then he's able to figure out who not to be angry with. All right, there's a lot there, but I'll just leave it at that and let you pray about it, ponder what the Lord might have for you. Um, amen. This is the ministry of R2 Legacy. Thanks for listening.